0: Hey, welcome back to the pod crashed this week. We're telling the story of Reeve Aleutian Airways flight eight. Thanks for listening.
1: Amazing. I am,
2: I am being very extremely unprofessional because I thought it would take you guys longer to get on. And so I grabbed a popsicle. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, so, that's okay. So who who is on today?
3: It's. It's amazing that you asked, Casey, because today we have a pleasant surprise and are here with a very, very special guest, someone Ooh. I have known for most of my life um, and you have known for a long time. It's true. And basically just embodies the word friendship, you know, mm-hmm. just someone who's always there when you need them, when you don't just there all the time <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the best way. The um, best way. Yeah. She is also one of the funniest people alive. She should be in my spot, actually, um, to provide the audience with a lot of humor. Um, so she we are very, she's very funny. funny. Yeah. Uh, she's a frontline worker, a.k.a. a teacher who molds our future generations. Hey. Just normally, but especially the past year. Um, just has been a real advocate for her kids in and out of the classroom, uh, ty added this part in she's a lover she's a fighter and she's a motherfucking survivor mm-hmm. katie owen wow
1: Woo! wow i know y'all can't see me but my cheeks are red i am <laughs> blushing oh my gosh if you didn't know this words of affirmation <laughs> is my love language so i'm just bathing in this soaking it all in good
2: we are so good. very happy to have you yes happy to be here yeah so we are just having we've expanded our crew for today so katie owen is our special oh do you want me to say your last name so katie is our special guest i mean it's fine Yeah. she's got one of those
3: names where you have to say the first and last
2: it's very hard not to say the first and last name together (laughs) but yeah and uh today we are telling the story of Reeve Revolution Airways Flight 8. Okay. So, Reeve Revolution Airways, I mean, A+, name, right? Right. Right off the bat. So, Revolution, it's, it has to be a play on Revolution, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I it has to be. Sorry, I have to, I don't even know what to, I, I grabbed that popsicle and I have to stop. I just threw it out the window. But, um... <laughs> So fuck that
3: popsicle.
2: Fuck that. I mean, I was. I mean, it's over now. It's done. (laughs) Dead. No more. So, (laughs) Revolution Airways Flight Eight. So, Revolution Airways is a um Alaskan airline, like kind of a I don't know, like a puddle jumping Alaskan airline. So, you know, in Alaska, they have a lot of um just like Hawaii. They depend heavily on. Uh, local flights, right, that are equipped to have, you know, dozens of flights a day in the specific uh, climate, right, in Alaska, because there's so many remote islands and remote areas of Alaska. The USPS, like the Postal Service, has a bunch of planes that they use to fly, like mail to different little islands and stuff in Alaska. It's uh, like air travel is just kind of a It's whole own thing in Alaska. So uh, Reeve is the name of the guy who owns the airline. And Aleutian (laughs) is uh, the mountain range uh, in the south of Alaska. So that, like, peninsula that runs all the way down um, Mm -hmm. on the left side of Alaska, the west Mm -hmm. side of Alaska, whatever. (laughs) um, That is the Aleutian mountain range. Oh, okay.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So it's not spelled revolution and pronounced revolution
2: right it's it's spelled like reeve like okay and like the actor like
3: steve with an r Uh,
2: yeah i think two three e's i think reeve (laughs) yeah, e-v reeve elution is A L U T I A N. at least that's how i wrote it down but uh the plane Oh, it's okay. So to be clear, so this is June 8th, 1983. So we got smoking on planes. We sure as hell got smoking on yeah, planes. Yeah, we got
3: smoking on planes. <laughs> Cue in that Alaska? music.
2: On the plane. It's I'm pretty <laughs> sure you can still smoke oh, anywhere in Alaska. Is that true? I think it's true. I don't know if we have any Alaskan listeners. If we do, tell us. Are you allowed to smoke kind of <laughs> anywhere? Probably. But, probably. Yeah. Uh, the plane. Okay. This plane is a Lockheed L-188 Electra. So people usually just call it an Electra. This plane. Tell me when you think this plane was born. Take a guess. When was it born? Yeah. This is happening in 1983. When do you think hmm. the plane was born? 1960. Okay. Mariah? I'm going to say 1973.
3: 1959. (laughs) No.
2: Hell yeah. 1959. 1959. 1959. Okay, this beautiful Electra. Okay, Electras are if you saw one it would it would take your breath away i'm sure because look at this plane oh my gosh i don't know if any plane could take your breath away but this plane should okay <laughs> we, we talked i think before about how lockheed mostly makes military aircraft right mm-hmm. so an electra is like looks like a chunky like battle plane right yeah it has uh like just it's like a dense like the gymnast of the sky just like a dense (laughs) chunky plane with four engines we love to see it uh but the four engines are turboprop engines meaning like propeller like propeller spinning yeah so four of those um for reference, if we ever talk about like engine one, engine two, engine three, engine four, it's uh, if you imagine looking down at the plane, you count the engines in the from left to right the same way that you read. So engine one is all the way to the left, engine two is all, is the next to the uh, pilot. Engine three is next to the first officer, and engine four is all the way to the right side. So they've got four turboprop engines, and this is not, like, a huge plane. This is a relatively small plane. And we have 15 people on board. 15 people. Yeah. We have five crew and 10 passengers. (laughs) Okay yeah so comfy right so like uh two two passengers for every crew member uh the reason we've got three uh people in the cockpit is because it's born in 1959 (laughs) which means that you have a flight engineer so we've got our captain jim he's 54 first officer gary 39 and moose (laughs) Yes. Moose, the 45 year old flight engineer <laughs> because this Moose. is Alaska, baby. Wow. So, we got our boy Moose. Uh, and the flight engineer, again, for reference, uh, doesn't physically get in- fly the plane, right? He doesn't have a yoke in front of him. What he does is what now a computer does he keeps mm-hmm. track of um, all of the different things that are going on in the plane, he keeps track of fuel, and-, and he's he's all of the things that now a computer would do. The flight engineer used to do so. Wow, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> so the uh, our baby plane, born in 1959, has uh, 33,000 hours. So it's it's you know in that time it has flown a lot, right? <laughs> Going up and down, up and down. Uh, these planes are just oh, and we're flying today from Cold Bay, Alaska, to Seattle. So Cold Bay, Alaska, is on that peninsula that uh, runs down Alaska and the flight to Seattle is about five hours okay yeah so uh, takeoff is normal right which again I can't even imagine how cool it would be to be on this plane I don't know maybe I don't know it's just because if you look at it you feel you would feel like oh I'm gonna go like drop bombs on Nazis like it's right system. right yeah so it's, it's is-
1: very
3: it gives off very like World War Two vibes
2: very world war ii vibes yeah. are you looking at a picture of it yeah
3: i, I googled it yeah, it's like you gotta... a stocky like rugby player of a plane yes exactly like...
2: <laughs> it's got a very athletic dense look right? yes yeah uh so the takeoff is totally normal uh everything you know all four propellers like get going and the plane takes off um but while the plane is ascending uh it starts to vibrate and uh planes Planes do that. That's a thing sometimes. Uh, You might have been on a plane where there's a little buzz, right? (laughs) Um, But it keeps vibrating. And they notice that the vibration in their feet doesn't match the vibration on the windows. Mm. So they're like a different vibration, right? And as they ascend, uh, it's getting like a little bit worse, a little bit worse until they get up to 25,000 feet. So at 25,000 feet, Jim is like, hey, Moose, go see what's going on with this vibration. It feels kind of like it's coming from the right side. So so Moose gets up and now we meet our flight attendants. We got Lauren and we got Victoria. Lauren is the front of cabin. Like she's the head flight attendant and Victoria is in the back. She's a junior flight attendant, new to the job excited to be flying on the lecture i'm sure so (laughs) so uh, moose gets up and moose is a team player right Uh, flight engineers by their nature would have to be team players i think you know because you're you are like you're not the like shoddy person flying the plane right you're you're part of a team right that's how you help a (laughs) plane operate so moose grabs uh lauren and says like hey lauren let's go check out what's wrong with the plane (laughs) and uh which uh, is so funny to me because like I don't know. Like I love flight attendants, but I don't know what Lauren's gonna, how <laughs> Lauren's going to help in this situation. But but exactly. Moose, yeah, Moose uh, grabs Lauren and says, "Let's like, do you kind of notice like it's vibrating? Let's go look out the window and see what's going on." Uh, and so they go over the plane's pretty empty. They lean down, look out the window, and they can see the uh, two engines, the two propellers on the right side of the plane. As they look at it, engine four the one all the way to the right the propeller is oscillating now they know what this word means wildly and then it spins off no off the plane it spins off because of the speed it like goes ahead of the plane oh. for a second and then it oh. smacks engine three and oh. then it flies at the plane and slices a hole through the belly of the plane before it fucks off into the ocean oh shit (laughs) like like shuriken like a like a blade like it it literally just slices open the belly of the plane and then falls into the ocean so the Lauren and Moose watched it happen. When the blade started to come at them, Lauren jumped, got on the ground. Lauren knows it. Yeah, she she does. She was like on the ground. Uh, As soon as it sliced that hole in the belly it caused catastrophic depressurization right yeah. so the pr- plane depressurized, and because they're in the clouds it like the cloud basically comes inside the plane now so it's all foggy uh you're because of the depressurization your ears uh you lose your hearing right your ears pop so the it's all of a sudden everything's fine propeller comes at them slices open the plane now everybody's basically deaf and blind, right? There's just fog everywhere. This oh, is the olden God. days. So the cockpit door is open. So the uh, fog just floods into the cockpit. Nothing, just whiteness, whiteness all around. You can't really hear. And so for a few seconds, it's just like being, again, like enveloped in this cloud, right? Uh, as the uh, plane starts to equal out, right? So the pressurization equals out between the inside and the outside the uh, fog starts to clear. And as the fog starts to clear, Gary, the first officer, realizes he can see that they're in a right turn, right? Mm. So they're they're turning to the right. Uh, and they don't know this yet, but that's because engine four is toast, right? So engines uh, one and two on the left side are going full throttle because they were ascending after takeoff. Yeah. And on the other side, there's only one engine. So it's just starting to bend to the right. Uh, Gary reaches down and grabs the control column and it it doesn't move. It doesn't move at all. It's oh, just wow. like a block. Uh, Jim reaches down and uh, the captain reaches down, grabs the control column nothing it's just like a solid block of nothing they can't move it at all so the plane is going full throttle to the right gently just a big wide turn to the right God, with uh, a giant imagine, hole in its side right right if you imagine your map right and you can see where alaska is or you can see where seattle is okay seattle is to the Uh, If you're flying down, right, south to Seattle, you would want to turn left to go towards Seattle. Turning right is just turning you out to sea. Oh, no. Just flying out to sea. They can't control it. Nothing. Okay, so uh, Victoria and Lauren and Moose are all in the cabin right now, right? (laughs) So Victoria jumps up moose yeah he's back there so uh victoria who's in the back of the plane jumps up and starts to run around uh she can't see anything but she understands she's a smart girl she knows that the cabin's depressurized you can tell and everybody's gonna run out of oxygen right no one can breathe in Mm. in that air right? right so she's going around trying to um help people put their masks on lauren's on the ground lauren gets up and goes to take a step and just, like, feels this, like, wash of fear over her no. body and steps back, looks down, sees the ocean <gasps> through that that slice. She the almost slice, walked into it. She almost walked into it. And it's two feet wide. Oh, my God. It's two feet wide. So she almost just stepped into the ocean. Yeah, literally. Crying. She would have fallen right through. She would have fallen right through. So Lauren composes herself. Lauren and Victoria are going around trying to help people uh, put their masks on so they can breathe. Uh, The pilots put on their masks so they can breathe uh moose runs into the cockpit and says uh like engine four is gone just no more engine four engine four is over then he, he explains he didn't see the slice right he just saw the engine had that the propeller had lifted off the plane mm. smacked engine three and and disappeared and that it had struck the plane right he could feel that it had struck the plane uh they can't control the aircraft So they can't descend to 10,000 feet. So even though they have the, we've talked about it before, the the oxygen that's in those drop-down masks or for the pilots, they have ones that are separate that they can wear and like move around in, sort of the flight attendants. That doesn't last forever. That's like Mm. in a plane from 1950. I imagine it is probably not that long, right? But they can't descend at all because they can't control the plane. They're just sitting in the plane as it keeps turning right. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jim, good old Jim, notices the uh, autopilot has popped off, right? Which is something autopilot naturally pops off when something crazy happens because they're like, okay, you take over, buddy. And so the autopilot popped off. And so Jim reaches down and pops it back on, right? And when he pops it back on, the plane actually starts to respond to the autopilot inputs. Oh, wow. So something about Electras is uh so now there's based in most planes there's one like so you if you want to control the rudder, right there's one thing that controls the rudder, whether the autopilot is doing it or the captain or the the pilot flying is doing it, right but in the Electra they i mean this is nineteen fifty nine autopilot, right there's right. two. Totally separate lines, right? So the lines that the autopilot uses are completely separate, totally different system than the ones that the pilots use. Hmm. So when he puts on the autopilot, they have some control using the autopilot inputs so they're able to boop 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 into the autopilot to tell it to descend so they can get down to a breathable altitude so problem one the fact that they're all going to get hypoxia and run out of air is is fixed right there are more problems right so the okay so now as they're descending right the this problem happened when they were taking off meaning again the engines were at Full throttle to get this big, heavy chunk of a plane up into the sky, right? So because they were ascending at full throttle, now the engines are stuck on full throttle. So trying to descend is already difficult. It's not like they can do like a rapid descent, especially when they can't really control the plane. So they're slowly descending. Lauren is on the other side of the, the she was on the uh, back half of the uh, slice right and the slice runs right through the aisle so Lauren shimmies up onto the seats holds the uh they've got like a net because it's an old school plane and they have a net instead of like cargo or um overhead compartments holds onto the net climbs along gets all the passengers who are in the front on that side of the of the cabin into the back so she gets everybody like looped into the back with Victoria and then she shimmies over to the cockpit runs in and tells the pilots about the hole the slice in the floor right oh, She's just like I see the ocean right I see the ocean uh and they are shocked but also uh as long as That's there's so many problems, right? So they just like keep trying to get the plane to descend. Um, As the plane descends, even though it's descending slowly because they're at full throttle, we've talked about this idea before that as planes descend, they pick up speed. So we have all four, well, not four, we have three engines on. Yeah. So as they're descending, they're picking up more and more speed until they're at. 205 knots, okay, which uh, I don't know what that means, but it's too fast for this yeah. Electra, right? It's too fast, and it's, it's over the maximum speed, which means that the plane is authentically in danger of just ripping apart. So good thing mm. it's a chunk. They try to pull back on the thrusters to get the engines to chill out. Engines say, no, we like this. We're not going to chill out. They just keep going full throttle. So they have no control over how fast the engines are going. It's just crazy. I
3: right? was just going to say in true boomer fashion, but we love our boomers, always do. We but do. just true boomer fashion of no. I'm going to do uh, it my we're way. Born in 1959.
2: <laughs> yes. Like no, we want to go this fast. Yeah, so we're gonna yeah. and we're not going to so. slow down. No. <laughs> so as they are uh slowly descending, they um try to like boop into the autopilot to turn them back toward cold bay right to go back to where they had come from uh and then they find out that the autopilot lateral control is damaged meaning they can't tell the autopilot to turn right or left the Mm. autopilot doesn't listen when they do that so the autopilot isn't destroyed but it is damaged so it can keep them it can allow them to descend or ascend but it can't turn to the right or left using the autopilot Mm. So they can't steer, they can't slow down, they can't breathe, they are flying full speed to the sea, way, way, way over their uh, full speed uh and they call uh air traffic control but actually let me clarify they call revolution they call their headquarters oh and they you know they call them and there's my one of my favorite just the you can't listen again to the atc but you can read it when they call uh revolution they call their company and they're just like freaking out a little bit right. right like they're in serious 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 trouble right but the guy who answers it's it's in cold bay alaska everybody knows everybody right so the guy that picks up is like is that you jim it's me huh
3: oh my <laughs> god <laughs>
2: yeah it's me we're in big trouble here <laughs> right so they're uh still flying out to sea they can't get the plane to turn back uh so they uh jim they're like communicating what's going on to revolution to huff is the guy's name they're telling huff. Huff what's going on huff just they need his help <laughs> i was uh, thinking that um like if he called he just got like
3: the um secretary
2: just oh, like right.
3: no wait may a director call <laughs> yeah Oh, oh but my no, we got Huff.
2: We got Huff. We got the guy we want, right? We're yeah. talking to Huff. Uh the uh, they as they're talking to Huff and telling them, you know, everything that's going on, they the plane finally reaches 10,000 feet, which means that people can take off their masks and breathe normally, right? Lots of other problems, but at least the most urgent problem of whether or not they'll be able to continue to breathe, that's fixed. Uh jim the captain right because there's an emergency jim is obviously the one like carrying the burden of the of flying yeah. the plane right trying to figure out what's going on and he keeps trying to turn it and it's just like a solid brick Ooh. so we've, we've talked about this before that uh, like there is some physicality to a uh, yoke right on a plane where it's not like it just um The example I tend to use is if your car doesn't have any power steering fluid. Right. You have to like really crank it. Right. So he's just like he as a human being is not physically strong enough to move the yoke. That's why it's so solid. Right. Uh, Gary is uh, our first officer is watching Jim trying so hard and so he just reaches down and takes his yoke and tries to right he's going to see if it works and so when Gary got took a hold of the yoke and turned it the plane actually responded right it responded and started to turn the turn shocked everybody on board so much all of the pilots so much that they all just like wow ah, what's happening because yes. he didn't say what he was doing because he didn't really think it would work yeah right so then what they realize is that if Jim and Gary both turn their yokes together oh like God. in unison between the two of them and their two yokes they are physically strong enough to like force the plane to make slight adjustments Mm. so it's extremely physically demanding like they're having to use all of their strengths to move it together but if they stay together they actually can get it to respond a little bit so they slowly 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 work the plane over to head toward back toward alaska they they Mm -hmm. aim it toward cold bay where they were coming from I I can't even imagine that just a a lot of these stories, not so many of the ones we've told, but a lot of stories, there is like that, that aspect where like a pilot is having to like lay his entire weight and like use all of his strength to like just muscle the plane into doing like a little bit of what you want.
3: And it's amazing that they could do that at all. I know.
2: I know. It's, it's it's crazy it during this time the autopilot is on right so keep that in mind so the autopilot is is helping to maintain um like level flight right Mm. it's how they're they're staying um like choosing their altitude and then they're also like muscling it into turning very 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 slightly so working together so it's taking the autopilot and three pilots to control this lane right and minimally like minimal control yeah uh, and the reason I say that is because they know as they're turning back toward Cold Bay, they know that this amount of control will not allow them to land. Mm. This plane was born mm. in 1959. It <laughs> cannot land using the autopilot. No. There is no ILS, there is no nothing. If, no. like, a, a human being has to have control of the aircraft to land, and there is no way. Period. That with this level of control where they're going to be able to land the plane. Impossible. So they turn back toward uh, Cold Bay and they're coming toward Cold Bay because, I mean, they have to be somewhere that makes sense, right? They don't Mm -hmm. want to fly out over the ocean. They're still going way, way too fast. And that's the other problem when you think about landing is that if they land at this speed, there is absolutely no chance in hell that they will come to a stop and they might not even be able to touch down because if a plane is going too fast planes want to fly. Right. Mm -hmm. So if it's coming in too fast, the plane can just hover over the runway. And even if you get the wheels to like slam down, it might just pop back up and float down the runway and then you run out of space and crash. Right. Right. So they call, uh, they're they're talking to our boy Huff and Huff has got some other people in there to help him. They're talking, they're saying we're coming, we have minimal control. We're coming back toward cold Bay, but we're never going to be able to land. There, it's not possible. So maybe we ditch it in the ocean, and Reeve freaks out. And they're like, "You will not ditch it in the ocean. Like, are you kidding? Like, <laughs> you will all die if you try to do that. And like, you will die. The plane will die. Nothing good can come from that." And uh Jim is kind of like, "It's my decision. I'm the pilot, which Jeez. is true. Damn right. Not wrong. Damn right, Jim. Right. It is your decision. Uh, that is. It's." Don't, it's a bad, don't do it. (laughs) Like, don't try to ditch in the ocean, which I think they always have to consider that, right? But um, they talk about what the other options are. So Reeve does not want them huff revolutionary airways, whatever. Nobody wants them to put it in the ocean. They don't want to put it in the ocean. Nobody likes that idea. So they talk about the different options for runways. So Cold Bay has like a little dinky runway, right? So there is an absolute 0% chance that they would be able to land on it. It would never, ever, ever be possible. They will run off the runway and they will crash. So they talk about other airports in the area, and this is a very vast area, right this is not like like do you want to fly to buffalo or syracuse this is like a vast 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 like ocean and then the wilderness so they're talking about what their options are the longest runway that they could possibly make is in anchorage and anchorage has a runway that's ten thousand five hundred feet long so close to two miles like a big long runway uh, made for you know 747s and stuff like that so the problem with anchorage uh a it's far away it's going to take out it's going to take hours to get there and b they have to fly over those Aleutian mountains right and yeah, as we yeah. all know if you fly over mountains you're going to hit crazy turbulence right because the the air getting like pushed up by the uh the air like bopping over the top of the mountains makes it like a ripple effect. So you're like kind of rippling along, skipping along on those ripples. Uh, So, but that's the only airport where it would even be remotely possible for them to stop in time if they could even land, right? So they decide to go for it and they just bop along over the mountains for well over an hour, just like exactly just using all of their physical strengths just like like feeling like you're gonna die there's a hole in the plane two men using all of their strengths to force this plane just to like stay on course it's (sighs) unbelievable unbelievable so as they start to come in the uh it does the plane is going fast so it doesn't take as long as it could have taken cuz the plane is going way 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 too fast. I do think that's the other thing is the whole time they're flying there they have like in the back of their head that the plane could just start to fall apart because they're yeah. going too fast. Right. Uh, but they had there and, you know, they know that when they get there, Revolution really wants them to go there, uh, because there's so many, uh, like resources there, right? Like that's where the best hospitals are going to be. That's where the best, Mm. you know, firefighters and all of that stuff is going to be. So as they bop along the mountains on their way, uh, they're trying to troubleshoot the problem with Revolution, with the maintenance guys, with Huff, our boy Huff. And, Uh, Huff says, uh, turn off the autopilot. And th- everybody in the plane freaks out. They're like, no, that's the only thing keeping us level. Like, you- No, we're not going to turn it off. And they were saying, "Like, we need to know how much control you have, because the autopilot isn't going to be able to land the plane. So we have to know how much control you have. So as they're kind of arguing with them they understand that the the bottom line is is if they don't figure out how much control they have, if they don't figure out a way to get more control they're not going to be able to land anyway so whatever so they kill the autopilot and the plane, nothing happens, the plane doesn't spin out of control but nothing happens, the pilot Jim, who's flying the plane, can't move the yoke at all the yoke is just solid as a rock so that feels like it like that feels like it yeah that's the end of it like (laughs) they're not going to be able to land they can fly over to anchorage but nothing they're not going to be able to get down safely once they get there right and jim has had enough jim doesn't give up You know
3: why Jim has had enough? Because that whole plane can hear what the fuck is going on in the front. Jim (laughs) is done with it, and he just wants to fly the goddamn plane himself. That's true. He's sick of it. In true boomer fashion, he is done. He knows what he's got to do. Just let him
2: live. Let him live. Let him live. Jim is also probably physically totally, totally drained. He's gone. So Jim just kind of says, like, okay, okay, I need a break in a minute i'd like to think he wanted to have smoke i think that's probably yep. the case but i don't know he's going so... back to the hole
3: so he can <laughs> blow the smoke oh out of the gosh. hole on the
2: floor out the hole oh, to yeah. like like a like, when you pop a window like the open. window yeah <laughs> so uh so jim just takes a second for his house and uh, tells Gary that he's got to fly it, right? Get so, Bear. Gary uh, is now in control. Like, theoretically, no one's in control of the plane. But in theory, Gary's the one in charge, right? Mm-hmm. Which does kind of click your brain on, right? Like, you're the one, in, you know, oh, he yeah. has control. So, he kind of, like, looks over everything real quick. And he realizes that when they tested the autopilot, they turned it off to see if Jim could move it. And he couldn't. And then he didn't put the autopilot back on. Oh. So Gary checks his yoke. And it kind of works. Yes. It kind of works. Just a little bit all. Right? And so then... He tells Jim, like, hey, hey, get your smoke. Like, come Fucking here. Throw it out and, the floor. Yeah. Right? Go. Like, come back. Smoke in here. It's the it's yeah. the 80s anyway. Like, right. And they get on it together without the autopilot. And they have some steering. Now, when oh, I say they have some God. steering, I wrote it down. They have three degrees of bank and one degree of pitch. So they have still uh-huh. very minimal control, but that is just enough control to oh. land this plane. That is just enough.
3: Gary, to this plane. Gary coming in clutch. What a guy!
1: What a
2: guy!
3: Gary, you know what's funny about this is that uh, Kenny Owen's dad's name is Gary. Yeah.
1: Perfect.
3: Don't you call him Gare Bear?
1: I sure do. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Gary's are the best yes
2: truly <laughs> truly Gare bear i don't know if anyone in this man's life ever called him Gare bear but we're calling him Gear bear because he's yeah. a champ he's our Gear bear, he's our Gare bear. <laughs> uh the so they're like okay cool so they're they're flying toward an airport with a nice long runway uh they actually have <sighs> enough control to to do this just enough control hmm. Uh, but they're still going way, 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 way too fast. Mm. So even with control, even if they put the plane down perfectly, they're not going to be able to stop in time. By the time they run out of runway, yeah. So they they have to slow the plane down. Yeah. Uh, they're talking to Revolution, right? To Huff, and they're saying like, okay, so we actually have enough control to do this thing, right? That's possible. Um, but we got to slow the plane down. We can't get the actual thrusters to slow down. They're stuck at full throttle. The three that are still there are stuck. So what we'll do is, okay, so in your head, right, if you imagine your plane, right? So the one, the there's four engines. The one all the way to the right is gone. So you turn the one off all the way to the left, right? Turn off engine one. And that way, matchy-matchy, everything's fine, right? Right. No. <laughs> Of course not. Because on an Electra, engine one, that engine controls all of the electricity and hydraulics. Just that one. Oh my one.
3: god. They oh. just
2: picked one of them and they're like, this is your job, little buddy. Like, you're you're in charge. Uh, which is bananas because what if engine one had been the one to fuck off into the ocean?
3: Right. That's exactly what I was saying yesterday. Right. I what mean, is guess... this? <laughs> <laughs> not that it's aired yet. That episode no. hasn't aired yet. No, I yet, got you. But...
2: right but that's what i'm saying that's such a stupid design i don't understand it at all that you would put it on that you would put it on one engine and it's like your job to keep everything uh workable because with no hydraulics and with no electricity like then it's a brick right it just and it can't uh, this little plane cannot glide that's the thing this plane this stubby little guy this chunker can't glide (laughs) for any length yeah so unlike other planes right so i mean i love it i love the electra but it can't do that so engine one controls power controls all of that so they can't make it nice and balanced and turn off engine one they're like okay okay we'll turn off engine two right we'll turn off engine two because the the reason they didn't do that sooner is like the plane would not it would not have been good to go that whole distance with two engines on this like tank of a plane Mm. so they turn off engine two so that's still on the left side of the plane and they're still going too fast. So, they safe landing speed is 120 knots. They are going 185 knots without oh. engine two. They're over, they're what is that, 65, uh, 65 knots over. So, yeah. a third over what they need to be. Like, it's just crazy. So, the, uh, As they're, like, getting closer, they're not slowing down as much as they needed to. Uh, Fun side note, uh, at the end of the Anchorage, Alaska runway is a little residential development. So there's people's Mm -hmm. houses on the other side. Isn't that a good idea? Just put a bunch of houses right next to the runway. Uh, (laughs) Oh, God. Flashback. They're coming in. They don't want to crash into people's houses. They just want to get the plane down. They're going way, way too fast. Mm. They're going about as slow as they're ever going to be. So they start to descend toward the runway. Now, Anchorage is lit up, right? I don't know what else was happening that day, but it didn't matter because every there's all of the emergency services. Everybody's there at the run at uh, the airport. There's uh, like crews, news crews, all these different people watching. So everybody is like ready to see this plane. Mm. Finally, they decide like, okay, okay, we're going for it they start to descend toward the uh toward the runway as they descend they are getting closer and closer but as they get right up to it they're going 170 knots still still okay and as they come in there's film of this they get down 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 like they're going to touch down and then they float like we said because if you're going too fast you're just going to float and Jim says nope, and droops up and takes off. He doesn't take off again, but he goes around. He ascends oh. right back up and goes out over the ocean. He wasn't right? ready.
3: He wasn't. It wasn't his time yet.
2: It was not. It was not his time. It wasn't his time to die. It wasn't his no. time to land that plane. No. It was totally impossible. So he uh, came, went out over the ocean, but he stayed low. He stayed at eight hundred so real real low mm-hmm. right because as they you know if they go up high and then descend again they're going to pick up more speed so he's down low 800 feet over the ocean trying to slow the puppy down uh he the again the an electric cannot glide so it's not like uh in other stories that we've covered where you would be able to um just cut all of the engines and just bring it in like a glider right impossible they cut the engines on this it's going to like sink like a stone right so as they're coming around what they decide they're gonna do is right at touchdown they're gonna just cut the engines the second the wheels oh hit the God. ground they're gonna turn everything off now here are the dangers with that one uh engine one controls all of the steering so they will be in like a sled like it'll no steering period two no reverse thrusters Three, I don't know if propeller engines have reverse thrusters. Someone tell me. But um, so no, no brakes, no nothing. Right. But they also, what was the other thing? They. Oh, oh, my gosh, the big one. They won't be able to go around again. If they cut the engines, that's it. That's Mm. it. There's no taking off if they're going to run out of runway, just like they just did. Right. Like that's it. That's your one shot. If you cut the engines, you're now in a sled that you cannot steer, uh, that you cannot stop because you don't have any uh, you don't have the main brakes. You have like only the emergency brake on the nose gear, like the little baby one. That's the only brakes you'll have. Mm. And you cannot take off again. So you will literally just sled into those houses if it doesn't stop in time. Um, But there's just no way that they're going to be able to put the plane down and actually bring it to a stop with the engines on. It's just not possible. So this is literally the only thing that they can do. So as they're coming in, they come down real low, starting at 800 feet. They're trying to start at that low angle. They're not going to pick up too much speed. They, They line it up and the Jim yells brace yourselves boys and they slam down onto the ground cut the engines immediately again i cannot imagine the terror for pilots especially who have just been responsible for controlling this plane and like yeah. using the weight of their entire body to to make it like make these tiny tiny adjustments and then you just like flip everything out and pray or flip everything right. off and pray like you just that's it now we're in a sled they they Throw uh, as they slam down, the tires explode. As oh. they pull the emergency brakes, the nose gear catches on fire, bursts into flames. Dead. There's all of the uh, emergency personnel are on the runway chasing the plane and like vroom, <laughs> down the down the plane's obviously flying incredibly incredibly fast down the runway. Not flying—that's a bad word for this context. But they're on the right, ground. Right. <laughs> they're on the ground. Broken tires. Yeah. Flaming nose gear right um, underneath the pilots. They just put their heads down, so they went into the brace position. Right, yeah. they went. They braced themselves because they didn't have control over the plane. They just roo- down the mile, down through the entire first mile, and then finally they slowed to a stop. Everybody lives. Oh my
1: god! Yeah, everybody what lives. Storm. They
2: they came to a stop. The foam they guys, it. The, the, they fucking landed it. Oh. Fucking landed it. The, the, they had to like sit in there while the the uh, firefighters foamed it down. And then oh. they just got off. No injuries. No and nothing. Jim
3: had another cigarette.
2: Jim, I <laughs> God bless him. You know, the way I used to think like, wow, I feel so happy thinking that like Obama can smoke all he wants now. Right. <laughs> That's how I feel about Jim. Yes. Oh. God, Uh,
3: Jim smoked three
2: packs until the day he died. (laughs) I hope he. I mean, bless him. But he uh, can do anything he wants. He can do literally anything. Oh, actually, on that note, one of the things. So the pilots said that the airline was always like scolding them for not being professional. What? And there's all of those news crews there. So Jim was like, let's like get all like dressed up, like put on our whole thing. Like all these news crews are here. So they like put on their hats, put on their, their jackets, like got like spiffed up to go out in front of the news crews when they got off the plane. So there's actually like pictures and, and videos of them doing that. And they're just trying to look like, Slick as hell, like they're just <laughs>
3: <laughs> love to oh, see it, Jim. Love it, Gary.
2: We love you, Moose. Moose. Moose can't forget Moose. Victoria, Laura. Oh, of course. Yes. Oh my God, good job. Amazing, like climbing around. Yeah. Okay, and there is one more hero of this story, and it's that plane, the Electra, oh. born in 1959, True sliced boner. open, guys. Guess when you they took this uh plane out of commission?
3: Oh my god! Like When do you
2: think this plane got scrapped? Uh,
3: it should have been in nineteen eighty three or whatever <laughs> it, it fucking happened. Um, Obviously, two thousand is my guess.
1: Mm,
2: okay. Um, nineteen ninety five. Okay. Okay, you know what the answer is? Fucking never. It's still flying. No, it is. <laughs> it's still flying right no now way. over California wildfires, where it sprays the pink dust or whatever to put out fires. It's Literally. a firefighter <laughs> now. Up. Yes, still flying oh right Who now. Who do
1: I call to get a ride?
2: Yes. <laughs> oh, somebody the governor of California maybe you got to
3: become a firefighter
2: oh that's a lot oh, or in California oh, yeah. become a prisoner who then gets forced to fight fires whatever yeah exactly but not forced right. they volunteer but you know what i mean so the um we're not going to go there today but this <laughs> quote plane, unquote, volunteer this plane was born in 1959 oh my god went through all of this well into its life well into its life wow and then lived for for just as long. It was like 40 years old when that happened and now 40 years later it's still flying.
3: Wow. That's ben. incredible actually. Yeah. I mean I'm I glad it's that. no longer like flying passengers. I'm fine with that. Like I mean um, obviously the people who are flying it are passengers but Yeah. You know the I mean. the
2: the firefighters or the firefighter right. pilots, I guess that's a right. cool gig. Still flying baby.
3: Oh my god. Electra forever. That is funny. <laughs>
1: Wow. Wow. Badass Badass plane. Badass crew, honestly. The right just a badass story.
2: Yeah. I it's it's a fun one, for sure. I mean it's fun because everybody lives. It sounds like the most horrible, physically exhausting. I feel like you wouldn't even be able to move your arms after that.
3: No, you need like a month off.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's like nothing to talk about with the investigation because they never found the propeller because it fell into the ocean and so they can't. It's just gone. They don't know. Like the NTSB was just like, we don't know. We will never know if the propeller came off. Yeah.
3: God, that's crazy. Did um I think you might have mentioned it in the beginning, but um how many seats does it like? There were 15 people on board. How many seats does it normally
2: hold? That's a good question. I didn't mention it. Okay, okay.
3: But it's like a like a, um like a smaller plane obviously. Like a very small plane. Uh
2: it's not it's small but it's not super super small. Okay. Hold on. Um 98. <laughs> okay. So
0: 98
2: passengers um, wow. But this plane probably wasn't configured. So 98 passengers uh, fit on a Lockheed Electra, max. Because gotcha. most of these planes, especially in Alaska, would be um, like the Combi, right? Yeah. Like um, try to carry a lot of cargo because cargo yep. is obviously incredibly valuable in Alaska. Yeah. So um, I don't. I don't have the impression from the what I saw that there were a ton of, I mean, there weren't a ton of people on it period. Right. right? And I think that they wouldn't plan on having to run a ton of people between, uh, you know, this like little tiny town in Alaska and Seattle. So I figure it's probably configured to hold a lot of cargo. Like cargo yeah. is more important than passengers kind of on that route. Right. But I guess I'm not, I'm not certain. Yeah. But, Jeez. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's crazy. It's still flying.
1: I know. I know. I love God. it so much. Child. I love it. Katie Owen, did you enjoy that, my darling? I did. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. Like, at one point, I had to, like, sit forward. And I was, like, just sitting here thinking, holy shit. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. But that's how I feel every time I listen to you tell a story. So oh. Right? Why, okay. am I, why am I surprised?
2: No, I'm so glad. I'm glad that uh i'm very very happy to have you katie of course i'm happy to have you mariah
3: oh i'm happy to be
2: here here.
1: wow
3: wow don't say my line (laughs)
2: Uh, so uh katie are you able to come to our hangout on june 5th oh wow um is where is it (laughs) it's on zoom
1: yeah. Oh, hell yeah, I'll be there.
2: Yeah, so to you and to all of our darling friends at home, uh, we are having that hangout where we're going to watch the King Air video uh, with Tim and Erin from Mini Air Crash Investigation. It'll be a blast. It's at 4 p.m. EDT, I guess. <laughs> 4 p.m. New York time Yeah, uh, <laughs> on Saturday, June 5th. So it's free. And if you want to come, just email us or message us on Instagram. You can come if you don't do that. We're gonna post the link. But we it's fun to know who's coming. We get excited when you say you're coming. Yeah. So yeah. I you got a uh, list. Well, we not do a real a list,
3: list, but
2: yeah. In my
3: There's head. No yeah right. exactly. <laughs> wow, add right.
2: my name to it. Oh uh, delighted. Great. It's it's gonna be fun. It's a great video. Uh Tim's a great guy. Tim's gonna do like a QA at the end. So if you um like have questions about the video uh he's right there and he can answer them so yeah lovely yeah and Aaron's so great Aaron's a great guy oh yeah he's a good he's a good time
0: um there were
2: other things oh 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 my god the picture thing okay so guys darling dearest friends tell me we have been trying to get the a Canadian to send us a letter or an email right (laughs) and our for literal months for months our boy sent us a message. He did. Finally. And he sent us a, a picture of his current backyard. Yes. So what we've been thinking about is what if we were to uh, call, like, shout out a place every week. And if you live in that place and send us a picture of, it doesn't really literally have to be your backyard, but your, your spiritual backyard, the area where you're from. And we'll post it on the Instagram. Yeah.
3: Yeah, wow. we. Yeah. I mean, we. Ha- our listeners are from so many different places that I think. Um, I don't know. It's a way to really tie us together.
2: Yeah. Well, and I was thinking, like, the good part about aviation is travel. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe if our Instagram looks a little bit more like a, a little bit more like a travel travelgram, then yeah, then it will. Uh, I don't know. Remind all of us that it's totally worth it to get on a plane because you can go see these beautiful places. Yes.
1: Yeah, Katie. do not horrible. Actually... Yeah, start with Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, I was. Good. Yeah, Katie, is that where you live right now? Yeah. Yeah, um, Oklahoma is in. it? Yeah, Oklahoma. That's the answer. So, darling, dearest friends, if you live in Oklahoma, <laughs> yeah. send us a picture of your backyard or some other beautiful vista near you. Yep. And we'll post on the Instagram, and we'll we'll be excited. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to just give us some joy. Let's and if Joel. you
3: want it to be anonymous, that's totally fine, too. Just let yes. us know and we will not tag you.
2: Yep. It is always, always, always fine. You can email it to us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com or send it to us on Instagram or TikTok, or TikTok. Can you Yep. That? Okay. And I think every week I ask you if people can send messages on TikTok <laughs> and every week you say yes. <laughs>
0: um, the uh,
2: Instagram, duh, 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 duh. is that everything? I think so
3: think so i don't have a fact for today katie owen is my fact
1: oh yeah katie owen do you have a fun fact oh do i have a fun fact um well it's not really a fun fact it's just kind of like a fun thing tell us i have a baby i have a bird's nest outside (gasps) on my balcony oh this is casey's
3: favorite thing oh
1: yeah a hanging basket Oh, and they finally have all hatched
2: Oh, what kind and of birds there, are they? There are
1: five.
2: Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: Five little baby robins. Oh there, yes. I are <laughs> you hear their names.
2: Oh yep. yes. Okay. Mom and dad have their work cut out for them with five babies. I know.
1: I know.
0: Wow. Listen, I'll
1: tell you what I'm gonna do here in just a second. But there's guacamole, queso, picante, <laughs> salsa and frijole yum
2: those are the names of the babies yeah
1: oh i love it <laughs> well here's the thing is robins like to eat worms yeah. so i'm kind of like half thinking about going and getting some worms blending them up and then feeding them to the babies
2: uh-oh uh through a
1: syringe like and just like helping mom out a little bit or just getting worms and like putting them in my plant it's a whole
2: thing. You know, I have. Um, I bought. Mariah encouraged me to actually to buy. Um, like the freeze dried mealworms for the mm-hmm. birds. Oh, those are. Yeah, that's super easy. It's not super as uh, slimy, and um, it's the and same. You know, they can eat it and regurgitate it nice and quick, like little chips for them. Oh,
1: good idea. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's what I've been putting out since. Um, it's baby baby season. Yeah. So. And the squirrel mothers like it too, I think, because it's like high protein. So they, they, it's very uh, different to see a little sweet little baby squirrel, squirrel or sweet little mama squirrel gobbling up mealworms. But right. I mean, yeah, that's what they like. So,
1: wow. Okay. Look at all this stuff I'm learning from y'all.
2: It's, I mean, I'm extremely excited and, and it's totally safe. Like the place where the nest is, is like totally safe. Yes. Yes. I just love them so sweet
1: (laughs) I can't wait until they're just a little bit older and they can chirp in the morning
2: oh yeah oh they will chirp they'll be so cute little babies it's (laughs) kind of when they're freshly hatched it's such a thing right like where they're just like little little naked beasts they're so little yeah I'm glad Um, they all
1: survived I know me too I was really terrified that they wouldn't
2: I know
0: very cool
1: yeah, so
2: that's the heart. send if you that would be a nice picture for our Instagram if you wanted that. That, that oh, is wow. in Oklahoma technically, in your It, is, it is my backyard technically. <laughs> yeah, or you can send us a picture of like uh, whatever you want. Really, literally whatever you want. It can be your bedroom because it's still quarantine times. And <laughs> like whatever it is, but yeah. And if anybody else out there is from OK, then you can send us a picture, yeah. and we'll get around to. Uh, hopefully all these other cool places where people are from yeah yeah very good thank you so so much for coming today katie it's really really fun to have you yeah no thanks for having me this is a blast
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a good time
3: with casey yeah Yeah,
2: good times with casey and mariah (laughs) good times with the pod crashed Yeah. yeah yes perfect all I right. love you, Mariah. I, I love, love you, Casey. We love all love of you, Katie <laughs> Yes, love,
1: I love, love all of you. All of us together. Everyone, let us love you. Yeah. All
2: right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod Crashed. We so hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to everyone who has been sharing our podcast with friends and family. It's been really, really fun to watch the show grow and to get to hear from more and more of you. Uh, If you haven't done that or if you want to keep uh, pressuring your friends and family to join our podcast, MLM, uh, please do so. It's really, really fun. We love hearing from you. We love uh, getting to interact with a wider uh, audience of people and Um, It's just a blast. Uh, This Friday, nope, this Saturday is our hangout. So depending on what day you're hearing this, uh, hopefully it hasn't passed yet and you can come. And if it has passed, hopefully you were there. Uh, Saturday, June 5th at 4 p.m. New York time. We are going to hang out uh, in a Zoom call, watch the King Air video. Tim from FS Mania is going to be there. Aaron from Mini Air Crash Investigation is going to be there. Brian and I are going to eat some kind of tasty food. Uh, you can bring tasty food too, and we can just hang out and enjoy a really, really cool story together. It's free. You can find the link on our Instagram, uh, or we can email it to you. If you throw us an email, we'll send it to you directly. Our email address is thepodcrashed at gmail.com. Even if you don't want to come to the Hangout, we love hearing from you. You can also message us on Instagram. Thank you so, so much again for being a part of this. We love telling these stories. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thanks for listening.